Greetings friends around the world. This is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel. Have you ever wondered about dinosaurs? What about the book of Genesis? Is there any relationship between dinosaurs and the book of Genesis? What do you tell your children about dinosaurs if they ask? Well, what triggered this is I saw an article at the National Catholic Register written by Stacy Trezancos. And I'd like to go through her article, some of the points she raised, some scriptures, some science to answer some questions about dinosaurs or what should you teach your children about dinosaurs. So, to begin with the article, what do you say when kids ask about dinosaurs? Suppose you catechize, teach your children properly, and teach them all about Adam and Eve, Garden of Eden. Suppose you sit on the sofa one Sunday evening, read the Bible with them, and explain how God created all the plants and animals. On Monday morning, they return to their science classes and learn about fossils and dinosaurs, which have sparked an interest and led them to browse the internet for more information. It's not like dinosaurs are taboo or anything. Kids love dinosaurs. Eventually, they ask the obvious question. So, Mom, I've been wondering, did dinosaurs live before or after Adam and Eve? If the answer is that dinosaurs lived before Adam and Eve, then it follows that all words and sentences in the first three chapters of Genesis are not to be taken literally. Dinosaurs are believed to have dominated the earth for more than 100 million years, first appearing more than 200 million years ago in the Triassic period and reigning during the Jurassic, the Jurassic period. If the answer is that dinosaurs lived after Adam and Eve and roamed with antediluvian giants or something before the great flood of Noah, then fine, maybe, just maybe, you have preserved the literal sense of the very first Bible story to a T. My kids have asked this question, and I've practiced my answer. First, do not teach them young earth creationism. In my opinion, it's a failure to teach at all. It requires you to tell kids that a certain narrow group of self-appointed authorities are the sole authorities on both science and theology, and that's a dangerous corral to shove them in. It may seem tidy and safe at first, but young earth creationism sets kids up for at least confusion and at worst, rejection of religion in favor of scientific enlightenment as they begin to crack open biology textbooks on their own. Genesis is real, but not a science text. Meanwhile, say something like this to your kids. Dinosaurs lived before Adam and Eve. You've been taught about how God created plants and animals before you created man and woman. Well, there's much more to the story. Scientists have learned about fossils, taxonomy, anatomy, and genetics, all subjects you will learn in time. Be excited. It's mind-blowing to explore how God designed nature. Now, Stacy Trezancos is right that the dinosaur matter is a good question to be able to answer. Now, in the book of Deuteronomy, uh, chapter 6, starting with verse 6, God tells us to teach our children. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children, and shall talk of them when you sit in your houses, when you walk by the way, when you lie down, and when you rise up. Now, furthermore, in the New Testament, the Apostle Peter wrote that Christians are also, quote, be ready always to give an answer to every man that asks of you for a reason. 
Stacy Trezancos is right that there were dinosaurs prior to the time of Adam and Eve. Tracy Trezancos is right that young Earth creationists have issues which have caused confusion and worse. Yet some parts of her answers are absolutely wrong. She's wrong to indicate that one should not take portions of the book of Genesis, important parts of it, literally. She's wrong to suggest that perhaps Genesis is not scientifically accurate. In Genesis 1.1, the Bible teaches, in the beginning, God created heaven and the earth. But the Bible does not say what happened other than it happened in the beginning. Many, including myself, have added up the ages of various biblical figures from when they became fathers, combined with the reigns of biblical kings and various scriptures, and concluded from the time of Adam and Eve leaving the Garden of Eden to present, it's been a little bit less than 6,000 years. Now, certainly there was a creation that we read about in Genesis 1.1, but there's actually a gap between that and a recreation that was needed from Genesis 1-2. This, in my opinion, is the explanation that best agrees with the records, uh, despite flaws of science, and it's commonly called the, the gap theory. And we have an article at the cogwriter.com website about it, and we have a sermon related to this at the Continuing COG YouTube channel, if you wish to watch it. Now, let's go to Genesis uh, 1 verse 2. And the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now, because the New King James Version also uses about the same translation, many have been confused about what Genesis 1 2 teaches. Uh, I want to put up here the Hebrew for you to see. So you can see this. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it. It starts out with wa, or whichever. Okay. Now, I want to give a fairly literal translation of this. This will be from the Young's literal translation. The earth hath existed waste and void, and darkness is in the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God fluttering on the face of the waters. Now, I want to go through something a little more understandable, a little clearer on this. I'll be read it again. But the earth became waste and void, with darkness on the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now I want to go to the book of Isaiah. Isaiah chapter 45, verse 18. For thus says the Lord, who created the heavens, who is God, who formed the earth and made it, who established it, who did not create it in vain, who formed it to be inhabited. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Now notice that the earth was not created in vain. The word translated in vain here is the same Hebrew word tohu, which is translated as without form in Genesis uh, 1-2. Then obviously, according to the Bible, something happened between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2. This is not a gap between day one and day two, as some of the anti-gap uh, people say. Now, it says in John 10.35 that Scripture cannot be broken. That's something that our Savior stated. 
And Isaiah 45, 18 is clearly in support of what's called the gap theory or the gap doctrine. So there must have been some type of a second creation or recreation. And uh, it's also alluded to in uh, Psalm 104, verse 30. Now, I'd like to uh, read something regarding the actual biblical text. Now, I didn't write this particular thing. This came out and was published in 1970. Furthermore, in the Masoretic text, that's the Old Testament, in which Jewish scholars tried to incorporate enough indicators to guide the reader, is one small mark which technically is known as Rabhia, which is classified as a disjunctive accent intended to notify the reader that he should pause before proceeding to the next verse. Such a mark appears at the end of Genesis 1.1. This mark has been noticed by several scholars, including Luther, Martin Luther. It's one indication, among others, that the wa, which introduces verse 2, should be rendered but rather than and, a disjunctive rather than conjunctive. So and is a conjunction, but but is a disjunctive. So it's not being connected. And sadly, when they translate the King James, New King James, they got that wrong. And a lot of people have been confused about it. They say, well, you've got to rely on the Bible, but you've got to rely on what the Bible really says. So anciently, we know there is also a gap uh, symbol between Genesis 1, 1, and 1, 2. Now, one anti-gap article asks, why can't we just believe the Bible? And it refers to the gap belief as an imagined theory and claimed it was based on non-biblical uh, evidence. Yet, that source failed to mention this thing going on with the uh, Masoretic text. And the correct translation of the Bible well, makes the point clearer. Now, if we go to Genesis 1, go back down this time, verse 27 and 28, I'm going to read this from the Jewish Publication Society translation. It says, And God created man in his own image. The image of God created he him, male and female created he them. And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and replenish the earth, and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, and over every living thing that creeps on the earth. Now, the Roman Catholic translation, by the way, called from the original Dewey Rames, from 1610, says to, quote, replenish the earth and subdue it. And the term replenish is also used in the old King James. Now, to replenish is based on a Hebrew word, which means to restore, restock, or to resupply something to its formal level or condition. There would be no reason to replenish if there hadn't been a previous time uh, when the earth existed. Now I'd like to go to uh, Genesis chapter 9, verse 1. Again, I'm going to read from the Jewish uh, Publication Society translation. This is... uh, something God told Noah after the great flood. And God blessed Noah and his sons and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, and replenish the earth. And uh, the Old King James basically says the same thing. So, uh, there's a major gap 
because uh, Adam was told to replenish, Noah is told to replenish, it means there's something else happening. We know the, the flood, the world is in existence had been destroyed, the life, most life on it, uh, the air-breathing life, it wasn't with, with uh, Noah and his family. Adam was supposed to replenish the earth, Noah was supposed to replenish the earth. And during this gap between Genesis 1-1 and Genesis 1-2, that's when there were dinosaurs. I mentioned about things being dark, could be a dark ice age, uh, finally happened to kill out the dinosaurs, but this is when there were dinosaurs. And I'd like to read something. It's going to be kind of lengthy. Uh, it's from the uh, uh, old Worldwide Church of God, Plain Truth, from 1977, May of 1977. Do dinosaurs disprove the Bible? Scientists say ancient dinosaur fossils are millions of years old, yet the Bible supposedly says that everything was created a mere 6,000 years ago. Do science and the Bible contradict each other? At some point in the past, the earth was inhabited by a bizarre assembly of awesome and immense reptiles. Gigantic dinosaurs roamed the land. Thunder lizards weighed 50 tons, must have shaken the ground as they walked. Scientists say this strange and remarkable age of reptiles occurred more than 70 million years ago. Yet most fundamentalist churches and creationist groups attempt to support the idea that God created the whole universe, including man and dinosaurs, about 6,000 years ago. Thus, the dinosaur has come to symbolize one of the most fundamental challenges to the Bible and Christianity. Can the Bible account for the existence of dinosaurs and other extinct creatures in a short period of 6,000 years? And if not, must the Bible be rejected? The fact is, fundamentalists face a real problem in trying to squeeze dinosaurs into 6,000 years of Earth history. The facts don't allow it even when Noah's flood is invoked as an explanation. Fact 1. There's a vast difference between the world of man and that of dinosaurs. The world in which dinosaurs roamed was in many respects utterly unlike our own. Man would feel strange and foreign in that world. Fact 2. The world of dinosaurs and the modern world of mammals are not intermixed in the fossil record. Fact 3. Many dating methods have shown dinosaurs lived millions of years ago. Four. Fact four, both the Bible and the stratigraphic record conflict with the view that Noah's flood killed the dinosaurs. Genesis 6.19 clearly states, Of every living thing of all flesh, two of every sort shall thou bring of the ark, to keep them alive with thee, they shall be male and female. Dinosaurs were land-dwelling, air-breathing creatures and should therefore have been on the ark if they were alive at that time. Therefore, they would have been would not have been killed by the flood, and they'd still be alive today. The same holds true for the flying reptiles, which would have been in the ark and should have survived. For these four reasons, we must reject the traditional fundamentalist idea that the earth and all life forms that have ever appeared were created a mere six thousand years ago. Yet the Bible does supply the answer. It recognizes an inhabited earth, a pre-human world prior to the creation week of Genesis 1. Genesis 1.1 speaks of the original creation in the beginning God created heaven and the earth. But between the first two verses of Genesis, a time gap of unknown length exists. Surprising as it may seem, the Bible nowhere specifies the time of the original creation. It was perhaps, perhaps it was billions of years ago. 
yeah, it's possible the Earth was created billions of years ago. We really don't know. And remember, they use multiple dating records. And I'm aware that some say, oh, you can't believe the thing about dinosaurs because dating has records that scientists have used have been proven wrong. And right, they have problems with some of their dating methods, but not all of them, and they've used multiple ones, that simply dinosaurs uh, did not uh, just show up in the last 6,000 years. They were not on the ark. As far as the fossil record goes, let me explain this again. When they've looked at dinosaurs, there's two or three things to, to come to mind. One is that they just uh, died suddenly. We'll get to that in a little bit. But the other is we don't have the mammals and the dinosaurs in the same strata, which is what we would expect if, for example, they were all killed in the flood together uh, or if they had lived together. It's just when they're looking under the ground uh, for various archaeological evidence, you're just not, it's just not there. So it just it disproves it this whole thing. Now, I'd like to read something else from the old uh, uh, Worldwide Church of God. This will be from uh, uh, 1970. Called the, an article called The Day the Dinosaur Died. In the dim past of antiquity, giant dinosaurs roamed the earth. Suddenly, the dinosaur's strange world came to a cataclysmic end. Dinosaur expert uh, Dr. Uh, Edwin Colbert admits, there can be no doubt about it. All the dinosaurs, along with the various other reptiles, became extinct. Not one of them survived, as is amply proved by the fact that almost a century and a half of paleontological exploration the wide world over, no trace of a dinosaur bone or tooth has ever been found in any post-cretaceous rocks, not even in the earliest of them. The proof of the geological record on this score is irrefutable. The sudden... Uh, the sudden extinction of reptilian life was certainly a mysterious event, but equally puzzling to scientists was the sudden appearance of entirely new forms of life, totally unrelated to the reptiles. Neither is there, any, is there evidence from transition from reptiles to mammals. Then where did the living things from this present age come from? Well, we know. In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Now, scientists come up with their various theories about the dinosaurs. The reality is that they died suddenly. And one other thing about evolution, and this idea that things gradually uh, came upon the scene, even evolution sci evolutionary scientists have admitted that that's not how it seems to have happened. Not all of them admit that, but in the last couple of years, more have come out. As far as why God did what he did, we have a, a free book, it's online at ccog.org, called The Mystery of God's Plan, Why Did God Create Anything? Why Did God Make You? Which gives... Uh, uh, lots of answers, but, but now this subject is not covered. The dinosaurs are not mentioned in this book, but yes, dinosaurs were before uh, Adam and Eve. Uh, God had dinosaurs go extinct before he created humans in Genesis 1.27. One should not be afraid to teach their children the truth about God's creation, including dinosaurs, it's true the Bible's not a science textbook, but the Bible's also not unscientific and is not in conflict with true science. The Bible is true. As far as God's creation versus evolution as an ex explanation for it, we also have a free book, Is God's Existence Logical? Uh, yes, if you're a scientist, or hope to be a scientist, or believe in true science, yes, you can prove 
that the evolutionary explanation for life appearing, etc., uh, does not make sense. Again, these are, these are free. The reality is, yes, you can believe your, the Bible. Yes, you can teach your children the Bible. And yes, uh, there were dinosaurs, but they were prior to the time of humans. That's what the, the records show, and that is truly consistent with a literal translation of the Bible and some of the notes that were in the original or the oldest known Masoretic text that we have of the Old Testament. You can believe the Word of God, even on things such as dinosaurs. This, this is Dr. Bob Teal for the Bible News Prophecy Channel.